Well, let me officially welcome everyone to our, this is our fifth uh, meeting of the year, our fifth all hands meeting of the year. Time flies when you're having a good time. Um, and so uh, I hope everyone's doing well. Those of you who are in lockdown or in semi-lockdown still, we, uh, we feel for you and uh, pray for your sanity. Yeah. It, it, this too shall pass. Um, so I thought we'd start off, uh, Zach, why don't we start off with a, uh, uh, a brief look at some of the developments uh, on FX. Uh, I know everyone's really interested in where we are on the EVM and its integration into uh, mainnet, uh, and maybe also a word or two on the EIP 1559. Um, sure. Thank you, David. So I think I will give a brief uh, rundown of the tech progress. Um, right on top of my our minds is actually EVM. So actually EVM has moved from uh, the DevNet uh, to the testnet, uh, which means that uh, some of you that are running the validators have done an upgrade uh, on the testnet validators. And with that, uh, EVM is now officially in testnet. Um, so the significance of EVM, as all of you know, is that smart contract will be able to run on uh, our chain. So that includes a zero hex address, which means a direct support for MetaMask. So I think um, that really opened up a lot of uh, possibility, uh, DeFi, NFT, et cetera. And I see some of you smiling. Um, some of you are planning to deploy some dApps on top of it. So EVM has officially gone into testnet. So I think we will let it sink in for a couple of weeks, uh, hopefully, um, uh, you know, around a month so that uh, we are sure of uh, the situation. So far, there isn't any issues. And if, um, if we can go through another, say, three to five weeks of um, good, health then we would then move it onto mainnet and along this upgrade that is one that is pretty uh, significant which david you mentioned which is the eip 1559 so the idea of eip 1559 is actually to reduce the gas fee from 4000 to 5000 gui so i think um mathematically we are looking at uh, eight times cheaper um uh uh, if you do a simple divide. Uh, so I think that really will lower down what is already a very, very cheap uh, transaction fees. And of course, uh, for those of you that are following very closely our development, something that we have not uh, really marketed, uh, which is actually the subnet, right? Uh, so the first subnet is actually Pundi X chain. So um, our Pundi X chain is actually the first subnet and the second subnet will be uh, MarginX. Um, for those of you that uh, look into the code, you know that uh, the difference between the subnet uh, and the mainnet uh, is not uh, uh, humongously different, but I think the key point is that uh, each blockchain, uh, each subnet will be able to dedicate its own rules and also transaction um, uh, capability in that uh, area. So that is also a big breakthrough. I mean, if you compare to like other chains, um, you know, uh, Avalanche is only recently pushing their subnet. So I think we are 
a very, very competitive in that sense. Um, uh, in fact, if you look at Pundi Exchange, our subnet actually went live way before theirs. So, um, so I think that uh, is also something that we will unleash. Uh, uh, not much has been talked about that, but I think everyone in this call are aware uh, of that. So uh, EIP1559 will significantly lower the fees and also uh, subnet will also uh, kind of like uh, allocate different rules and uh, make sure that in a highly transacted, say margin X, whereby you need high-speed transaction to long or short your Teslas, um, that would also be a very uh, uh, dedicated environment. So that is also something that uh, we hope uh, for the third subnet, uh, we can work with someone outside of uh, the whole FunctionX and PundiX ecosystem so that we build something uh, with the other uh, guys outside. Um, and the last uh, update is uh, on FX Dex. So I think one thing that we need to uh, highlight is that MarginX is a, a per perpetual base um, synthetic token exchange. So for better lack of uh, for lack of better uh, example, I think DYDX is a is a very close comparison. Um, in fact, I think um, in some extent uh, it is actually more advanced than DYDX. So um, I think we leave that for uh, the margin X talk uh, in itself. So FXDEX is actually different from margin X in the sense that FXDEX is our Uniswap, so it's our pancake swap. So uh, FXX will likely come out uh, either a long EVM in mainnet or sh shortly after. So I think these are like um, the three to four things that uh, the whole uh, tech team is spending a lot of time on. So I think uh, back to you, David. Yeah. Do we have any sense of the timing of that? I know no one likes to ever get pinned down this way. Um, and especially because, you know, our, our tech team, I think, are quite perfectionists that they don't want to go out with something until they're, uh, you know, like 100% certain about it. But do we have some sense of, of, uh, of the timeline for that? Um, sure, David. So I think everything hinges on uh, EVM going into mainnet. So by going into mainnet, that means going into governance proposal 21 days. And once the governance proposal passes after 21 days, uh, then all the things that we talk about, like EVM, EIP 1559, and also uh, EVM support for FXX will just like, you know, uh, floodgate, the floodgate will just open. So I think um, a reasonable estimation is three to five weeks of observation on testnet and then we go on to governance proposal 21 days and which right after governance proposal we are looking at a couple of days that all the things that i've said uh, will likely go live yeah so we're looking like maybe late summer we feel pretty comfortable about that um, again no one's sitting down you know i don't, i'm always the one who's always going like don't commit to a date uh, and we're not yeah. committing just so people have a kind of a, a sense of, of, of things. Uh, yes, correct, David. So we are not committing. And I think the nice thing about this, um, this 
process is that uh, not only is the internal team involved, uh, some of the guys that are in the call are also involved because like, for example, testnet, we actually had validator updates uh, and uh, some someone has actually re written an API, um, uh, uh, you know, to expose some functions as well. So I think um, in that sense, um, our estimation is actually uh, being kind of like uh, going alongside uh, some of the guys that are working with us uh, externally and even the community. So I think uh, in that way, we have a better grasp of like the timeline, yeah. Okay, that was that was non-committal. Very well done. Non-committal, yes. <laughs> Very well done. Okay, uh, just a little brief update on uh, FXDM. So we have our second batch of FX nears. Uh, four of us continued. So I'm part of it. Judy and Andreas, uh, whom I want to thank up front because without Judy and Andreas, this wouldn't be here. They do all of the prep work, they're the back-end uh, tech people, they're why you can hear me and see me. So I wanna thank them and really glad that they're continuing with us. Claudio also from the first batch is, uh, is staying with us. And we have uh, some new additional members. Uh, Crypto Knight Rider is with us. Jan, I think he pronounces it. And Loyal, uh, who's from Fox Gaming. And so uh, we're currently going through the submissions and I have to say that they've, uh, you know, over the time that we've been doing this, uh, the, the creative uh, 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 offerings from our community uh, have really have really scaled up uh, in, in quality. And uh, so it's been a really, really fun, fun thing to do. Angela, are you with us still? Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> okay, so I thought it would be interesting, I mean, particularly uh, given what the, the market is, uh, for us to understand sort of the, the value of, uh, of, of Kronos and a market maker in general, I thought maybe you could give us a little update on, on Kronos and, and uh, their relationship with us. Yes, yes, of course. Let me just um, share the screen. We see it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's our pleasure, me and Neil, to uh, join the all hands meeting tonight. Um, so I think I will be sharing the uh, updates briefly on the market making first, and then we can go into the uh, Q and A session if anyone uh, has any uh, questions afterwards. Um, we first started the service. Uh, on March 13th. Um, and then currently we are market making on Coinbase, uh, KuCoin and Huobi. Um, and then we will be ready to onboard um, Upbit Indonesia around uh, next week. Um, so this is the data report we generated for March and April. As you can see uh, within this period, we traded um, a total of 5.6 million. Uh, with roughly 28% market share on Coinbase, uh, 1.4 million with 16% market share on KuCoin, and 945,000 with 22% uh, on Huobi. And the total market, sorry, let me just probably, yeah, okay. And the total market 
um, volume in March also had a very good growth on Coinbase and KuCoin, which we can see it's increased by 283% on Coinbase and 200% uh, on KuCoin. And going into um, April, our market share has doubled on Coinbase and tripled on KuCoin. But the total market volumes slightly um, decreased by like around 50% on both, on both venue. Um, we, we think potentially it's due to the new listing on Huobi. Um, since you can see here, uh, the market growth on Huobi has reached almost like uh, 600%. So yeah, this is the uh, brief summary about the last two months uh, market making uh, performance. And uh, one thing I wanted to highlight here as well is that we are sharing the monthly report to the uh, Function X uh, form on the 10th of uh, each month. So like anyone uh, can you know, go there to check on the prog progress if they're interested. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that update. Is there anyone uh, on online right now who has any questions for Angela, as long as we have her right here? I don't see any hands going up. <laughs> I, I actually have a question. Um, maybe I can ask a question. Um, uh, Angela, I was wondering uh, what is the reason uh, that is a uh, uptime difference uh, between different exchanges? Um, I'm guessing because the bots that are deployed are similar uh, from Krona, so um, the, the uptime should be like very closely uh, similar. So what, what is the reason why uh, one exchange uh, can be different from another? Is it because of the APIs or, yeah? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so generally the um, uptime is the, like the primary, like the, yeah, it's the metric that to, um, how do you say, to evaluate um, the market, make, like the time the market, the market maker is quoting uh, to the market. So the, uh, market making strategy essentially is uh, similar, which is a market neutral. But due to the um, every markets are different because you know the users on each exchanges they might have a different, um, they might have a different you know like uh, trading uh, habits. So that's the reason why sometimes we will you know adjust. Uh, based on the on the markets, so it's not like always we will, uh, you know, quoting all the time on each venues. We will, you know, adjust like adjust accordingly if we if we pick up, you know, one venue has a you know start start to have large orders coming in, then we will you know go into that venues and then start to quoting put more liquidity on that on there to ensure. Um, the orders go through. Mm. And yeah, I have uh, a just want to add some point okay. here. Uh, if you can check the, the chart, uh, the VT uptime chart, 
uh, that time on Coinbase and Hobby uh, are uh, kind of similar, uh, like uh, above 90%. Uh, and uh, on KuCoin, it's very different. I think it's uh, uh, mainly because we are treating different pairs. I mean, uh, we treat like the FX to uh, USD on Coinbase and FX to USDT on Hobby, but we only treat uh, FX to BTC on KuCoin, right? So, uh, yeah, so the, the base market, the, the liquidity is, is not, it's not different. Uh, it's, it's very different. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the main reason. Can you, mm. can you give me an idea of what our situation would be if you were not doing the market making right now? In other words, if we were to take Kronos out of the picture for the past three months, what would be the, what would be the difference? Uh, I would say, uh, if you, you, you can check the Karma Cap or CoinGecko, you can see the, the, the depths there uh, are uh, always be like a, more than yeah. uh, 120, uh, hundred, uh, thousand uh, depths uh, on Coinbase uh, book. If we don't do, if, if, if you stop the, the market making, then it will go back to, uh, you know, uh, uh, go back to the origin point, like uh, only like uh, uh, 70,000 uh, depths, yeah, something like that. And also uh, in May, uh, in this month, um, the market uh, is very uh, uh, volatile, right? So we, we also did a, uh, hard work to to keep the liquidity uh, when the, the market is very, you know, uh, very uh, volatile. Yeah. So I think that's the contribution a market maker can do to a project. Okay, do we have any, any more questions for, uh, for Neil or Angela? Okay, well, I think we can open it up. I have nothing more to add at this point. Zach, do you? Um, yeah. I think, I, yeah, go ahead, Neil. Yeah, I think he has something to say. Yeah, I, yeah just, just uh, anytime you, uh, if you have any questions, can raise, uh, on the forum, then uh, we will uh, answer it uh, very soon. Yeah. Thank you. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of us might be asking some questions in the Q&A. That's when uh, usually the questions start flowing in. Yeah. Well, we can go to the Q&A right now. Should we do some of the uh, questions that we've already received? Uh, so uh, French X Core. Uh, asked, uh, oh, right. So Francesco, since we're dividing the EVM gas fee by eight, does that apply to FX core gas fee as well? Um, I can take this. Um, I believe the answer is correct. Yeah. So it will be applicable to both um, the EVM and also FX core. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, French X Core also asked, can we add a new coding category to FXDM? So I, I understand the question. And, uh, you know, nobody, uh, I think, appreciates the creativity uh, behind coding as, as much as I do. 
that being said, uh, what we focused on for FXDM uh, are really the, the the visuals, those things that people can uh, you know can put out into uh, uh, into social media. Uh, but I do think that there should be some kind of recognition when people are doing, uh, you know, coding uh, uh, contributions. Uh, it does require, I mean, after all, I'm not in a position to judge the, uh, the quality or the value of, of that kind of coding. So we would need to have, uh, you know, a developer uh, being the judge. But I think, Zach, you had an idea also uh, of sort of looking kind of at quantity. And when the coding gets to be uh, more significant, then it can move into uh, more of the, <clears throat> the ecosystem uh, fund. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I, uh, David, I agree with you. Uh, FXDM uh, probably is best uh, for marketing, uh, I think the best way is still to apply through the governance proposal. Um, that is the best way. Uh, but of course, if um, um, there's a lot of support, we can also do a bug bounty program. So a bug bounty program would also include a feature bounty. So say someone drops a nice API feature that, you know, that is hacked over the weekend. So uh, maybe a couple, like like a small amount of uh, FX reward. Uh, those that, that the person doesn't want to go through the hassle of applying through the governance proposal. So I think we can drop some, some nice rewards uh, to that person. So I think that is also uh, one way. And I think David, speaking of that, um, we know that uh, Foxcoin is preparing to apply for the governance proposal. Uh, he's waiting for the EVM to come out. Um, I think um, maybe now is a good time to apply uh, if he's ready um, because EVM is going to come out uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. Is he, is he online? Is uh, Loyal online? Um. We'll, we'll we'll let him know. Yeah. Uh, so but so this would this would be a good time. So I think that's also a good indication that we're we're being uh, optimistic without being committal uh, in terms of EVM's uh, integration onto mainnet. So that's a that's mm. a, a good sign. Uh, mm. Could the could the team add some interconnected points within FX Wallet app for external applications? For example, to sign transactions using Wallet Connect. Um, I, I think technically, uh, Wallet Connect should work um, on the code level. Uh, but whether FX Wallet wants to sign uh, all dApps, I, I don't think we want to sign every kind of dApp. But the dApps that are whitelisted, um, in the ecosystem. So like, uh, say it should be able to sign margin X, it should uh, sign FX tax. Uh, maybe it should also be able to sign uh, the up, uh, you know, up Fox, Fox coins, NFT marketplace, uh, assuming he launches that. So I think um, it should sign um, dApps that we recognize this. 
I, I think that is, is pretty uh, important. Uh, at least in the beginning, we should slowly open up uh, the, the signing ability. So uh, that's my take, yeah. Okay, someone's asked about, uh, I think they meant uh, about margin X um, mm -hmm. and any issues that it might uh, face with regard to the US uh, SEC. And uh, these are these are just these are open. This is something that is so much in flux at the moment uh, in terms of of these kinds of questions. And I think margin X is a uh, is a different kind of animal uh, that the SEC really hasn't looked at yet in, in detail. Uh, but we're seeing, you know, regulators uh, in in every jurisdiction that we're uh, that we're dealing with. Uh, Kind of most of them are taking a wait and see uh, attitude. There are a lot of them who are being more aggressive. Uh, the EU at this point is, uh, you know, is looking critically at these things. So I think, I think uh, one of the things is that there there had been, I think, an assumption beforehand that uh, the 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 crypto uh, world would operate kind of independently. Uh, from uh, the uh, from the regular exchanges, from the traditional finance, uh, and as we're seeing right now, that's that's not the case. Uh, just as the the traditional stock market is uh, is taking a hit right now, so so are cryptocurrencies. So you know this is again one of those considerations that uh, regulatory bodies, whether it's the SEC or the Commodities Exchange. Uh, in the U.S. and other jurisdictions, again, it's just something that we're watching very closely. Um, I think it's I think it's difficult uh, and maybe ill-advised to be um, aggressive on these things in terms of you know better off to wait until somebody knocks and asks a question uh, before before uh, we proceed to to ask that question. For Kronos. The order book on KuCoin is low in volume sometimes. This person experienced it last week. Is there any reason behind it? Uh, is this, uh, this, yeah. this will be a slight problem for the trader? Yeah, yeah, we, we noted this uh, this issue. Uh, it's, it's because, you know, uh, just like I mentioned, uh, the, the market recently is not very stable. So sometimes, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we can make sure the uptime as high as uh, you know the stable market, the stable market. Yeah, but we we know this, and uh, we are optimizing our uh, Argo, and to you know uh, to keep the the order, the order book uh, stable. Yeah. Okay, understandable. Um, another question: Any chance FX Core could be baselined on Cosmos uh, version? 0.43.0. Currently, testnet version is based on 0.42.11. I would love to see the authorization or the off Z module implemented. Zach? Mm, uh, sure. So actually, right now, uh, as the asker rightly pointed out, we are actually running on uh, based on 0.42 uh, Cosmos SDK. A modification and we have integrated partially some of the code of uh 0.45 into the system 
So, um, so I, I think that the question was, will we integrate 0.43 with the auth Z module? Um, I think the short answer is why not? Uh, I don't see why we won't do that. Um, so uh, I don't see any specific reason why that won't happen. So I guess the short answer is uh, yes, it will happen. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, next question from Scene. Since we're adopting the EIP 1559 fee rule, does that mean that part of FX transaction fees will get burned through fee burning and thus reducing total supply? Will FX become a deflationary coin at some point in the future? Mm. Mm. Um, I think um, systematically, we have not designed uh, FX to be a deflationary um, system. Uh, of course, it can be deflationary um, if we redesign it, or uh, it can also happen, right? I mean, the supply can reduce uh, if it's burnt, but uh, FX itself isn't uh, designed from the ground to be deflationary. Um, and as you know, um, the, the inflationary system would also take over a decade to happen. Uh, the initial design was actually 16 years. So we are looking at a long time frame. And in regards to uh, EIP 1559, which is uh, reducing the gas fees, um, the initial idea is to pass the reduction to uh, uh, a transaction, which means that um, user will actually see the benefit of, um, of uh, the funds uh, being cheaper. But of course, um, the funds can also move to the validator or also being burned. But right now, uh, the design is actually to pass on uh, the savings to uh, the people using the network. Yeah. Okay. Then there's a question, who were you thinking about, Zach, when you mentioned potential L2 number three? Um, interestingly, David, uh, someone in this call actually uh, came forward today and suggested a very interesting uh, project uh, to bring on to our layer two. Um, so I don't think we have any uh, answers yet to share. Um, but um, I think if we can get a outside party to get involved, uh, that would be very exciting, yeah. Great, we look forward to that. Mm. So I don't, I know it's kind of a, a short session, but uh, are there any more questions from the, uh, from the audience? Mm. No? Yeah. Well, if, yep. Do you have, do you have uh -huh. any last words, Zach? Uh, no, I was just saying, we always say that we wanted to like shorten the sessions, um, not let it overspill. So I guess in this session, we managed to do it. Right. Well, I think people, I think, I think the market makes people a little bit kind of less, less enthusiastic maybe for a while. Mm. Okay. Well, with that then, good night or have a good day wherever you are. And uh, we'll we'll see you next month. Thank you. Thanks, David. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys.